We'll do a review of Lukutis Sichas in the Parshas Kisisa, the Sicha Beis in Chelik Yudalaf. There's a Rashi Sicha, and the Rebbe asks many questions, and he explains that not like it would seem at first glance that Rashi equals the same, matches the question of the Gemara, and the Rebbe shows through many different questions and points, he also other details become clarified as we'll see inside. Let's go inside. So this is Pasuk is talking about after Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hashem to forgive the people. He also asks Hashem that he wishes to see Hashem's glory. Eventually Hashem tells him to make the second tablet and then we have the Yud Gimel Midas Arachamim and then the Pasuk says, that Moshe quickly went and he bowed to the ground and he prostrated. So, Rashi so Rashi quotes from the Pasuk the words, that Moshe was quick, and Rashi explains, when Moshe saw the Shekhinah passing, Pasuk said earlier, Hashem. So when he saw the Shekhinah passing, and he heard the voice that was calling, Pasuk says, uh, so he heard the voice that was calling, so immediately he bowed. So, what is Rashi trying to explain over here in the verse? The verse says, Moshe was quickly, he bowed and he prostrated. And Rashi adds that when he saw the Shekhinah passing and he heard the sound of the, uh, the voice of the call, Vayikra, uh, immediately Vayishtachu. So, that maybe we can say, there's room to say that Rashi is coming to answer with his commentary similar to the question that the Gemara asks. Gemara Sanhedrin in Kuf Yudalaf Amadalaf. So, the Gemara asks over there, Maro Moshe. What is it that Moshe saw? that caused him to bow. And Rashi answers, So Rashi's answer to the question, what caused him to bow, is that because he saw the divine, the Shekhinah passing, and he hears the the sound of the call, so that's why he bowed down. But the Rebbe says, I will be But in truth, we, it's impossible to say so. Key. And the Rebbe says several reasons why we can't say. Because number one, Aleph. In the simple reading of the Pasik, in the simple meaning of the Pasik, we don't have a question to start with why he bowed. It's not a problem why, he's, why he bowed. This is when Moshe Rabbeinu told the Yidden that they were going to be freed out of Mitzrayim. 
So it says also they bowed and they prostrated. And Rashi explains over there, Pirish Rashi, because of the news of the redemption, so they bowed and prostrated for that. Basically, it means that when you have a good news, you have to say thank you. The way of saying thank you. In a way of bowing and prostrating. In that case, in our case, that Moshe heard the 13 attributes of mercy. So there needs to be a thank you from Moshe Rabbeinu uh, for all of them, for all of the uh, 13 attributes of mercy. The fact by Meir Moshe Vayikudar Tzveishtachu is not a uh, a question why he did that because he heard the thirteen attributes of mercy all of them when he heard them all is when he he bowed uh, and that's obvious so why would Rashi have a question why did he prostrate and bow why did he bow and prostrate so from this we have on the other hand is this a question number two base. Since we have, we should bow for good news. We know Rashi Achidush, the Shtachavegam. How does Rashi know this novelty that he also bowed Al Sherosh Chinoi Veres Vishama Koyla Kriyo? That he saw that the Shechina is passing, and he heard the sound of the Kriyo, and that's why he bowed. How do we know this extra thing? Maybe he bowed, maybe he prostrated himself only because of the good news that he heard. If you say there is some sort of a proof that he had not bowed, prostrated for the good news, so then... Okay, maybe you have a proof, but that's not understood. Why would he not prostrate himself for saying a thank you for these good news? Question number one is we shouldn't have a problem. Why? What's Rashi's problem in the first place? Question number two, how do we know this extra concept that Rashi brings in that he heard and he saw the Shekhinah Veres and he heard the sound of the Kriya? And if he, we know that some reason that he didn't bow for the regular things, the question is for just the news of the 13 attributes of mercy, that itself is a question. Why didn't he bow? Gimel, number three, Rashi should have quoted, Havali Rashi Lahatik Minakosuv, Rashi should have quoted in the Posse Chatevis, Vayikoid Arzo that he bowed to the ground and he prostrated. Moshe. Uh, and not the words that Rashi quotes that Moshe was quick. Because according to the above-mentioned thought that it's like the Gemara's question, why uh, did he bow? That's the question that Rashi has. So if Rashi's question is like it seems like the Gemara's question, like we suggested in the beginning, according to the Kosal Kadaitoch, so then Rashi's quote should be from the Pasuk, to explain why Vayishtocho, but that's not what Rashi quotes. Rashi quotes Vayimara Moshe. 
And we see this pattern in the Rebbe's Sicha that the key a lot of times that the Rebbe looks for to find the real meaning in Rashi, to resolve Rashi's real intent is by observing the exact quote from the Pasuk which tells us really what's going on over here as we will see. Then number four in the Rashi, the language is Rashi Matgish Miyad Vayishtachu. Immediately Vayishtachu. So over here, Alpizeh Tzorich Loimar. We need to say, Sherashi Boletarez Kushia Misareres Ba'ateves Ba'leimayar Moshe. Now, Rashi's cut to answer is a problem, is a question which arises from the words Ba'leimayar Moshe. So, what's going on over here? Something about Ba'leimayar Moshe, and that's where Rashi answers Miyat Ba'yishtach. So, what's the question? Lomo Miher Moshe Lishtachavis. Why was Moshe so quick? Says Vayimayr Moshe. Why was Moshe so quick to buy down? Vazemetaris. And therefore, Arashi answers on this. Shemikivon Veris. That since he saw the divine is passing, which means it's an opportunity, it's the last opportunity, the Shekhin is passing. Which means she's about to pass. And Vishomakoil Hakriya. Means he already heard that the uh, sound, the coil of the announcement, the Vayikra, he already heard the entire announcement of the Yud Gilman And the Shekhin is about to pass. That's why immediately he prostrated. Bimhiros, quickly. So not to miss out, not to delay from prostrating and to thank the Kodesh Baruch Hu because the Shekhinah is passing by. So this is the uh, pshat, the way the Rebbe learns that this is what Rashi's issue is and this is the answer. However, but also this interpretation still needs to understand. So we have several questions on this interpretation. Aleph, number one. Meikora Pashut Lomo Mir Moshe. To begin with, it's obvious why Moshe was quick. Without any questions. Even if it was only for the good news, forget about the part that the Shekhinah is about to pass, he's going to miss the opportunity. Just for the Bsurus Toivis. Why does he have to go quickly? For sure, all actions of Moshe when he served Hashem were with great alacrity. He did it quickly with Zerizus. Similar to what we said, it is said by Avraham, it says, He was quick. He ran. He was quick, Vayashkim, he got up early, all expression when he was doing the mitzvah, running to the Malachim, uh, he was all, and so all we see uh, doing uh, service in a way of Zrizus, especially Moshe, certainly would do things quickly, because he was sort of uh, negligent. He's talking about the story in which he didn't circumcise and the malach as he was going 
to, uh, from, to, to, from Midian to uh, Mitzrayim. He says, uh, So he was supposed to be so he was supposed to, he was punished the punishment of death. So sure, now he wouldn't be doing things in a way of negligent, in a way of zrizu. So we know why he was admired. That wouldn't be a question. Why do we have to come on to this whole new insight that he was afraid to miss out on the Shekhinah? Base number two, uh, the way it works, that first you hear the voice, and that you, and then it passes by. So Rashi should have said the other way around. So when he heard the sound of the then Rashi said, he saw that the Shekhinah was passing, versus saying the other way, he saw the Shekhinah and he already heard the call before. Now we have another other issue which becomes uh, difficult in this Rashi's commentary in Gimel, uh, how is it possible, how could we say, he says, when he saw the Shekhinah Iveris, that he saw the Shekhinah. But Hashem told him beforehand, you cannot see my face, etc. And Hashem said, and it'll be, when my glory passes, etc. He says, I will place my hand upon you until I pass. And you will see my back, and my face will not be seen. So, Abishter says uh, clearly that he's not going to see him until the back of Hashem will be visible. Only after it passed, he only saw the back. Rashi brings down the he didn't see the whole back, he just saw the Kesha Shiltfilin. But not when it was passing in front of him, as Rashi says here. So how could we explain what Rashi says over here? I mean, this question is not necessarily uh, according to this second shot. This is bechlau a question. How could Moshe Rabbeinu say? How could we say that Moshe Rabbeinu saw the Shekhinah when Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to see? Hashem said he can't see it. Dal number question number four. Havale lemeimer. Also, it says, Vishoma Koila Kriya. It should have said Vishoma Kriya. Ma'ikra doesn't say the Koila, it should have said, Ma'am Moisi Betevas Koil Hakriya. What is Rashi adding here the Koila Kriya? And hey, number five, Rashi Koisa Miyad Vaishtahu. So, Rashi Medayik Miyad Vaishtahu. But in the Posik, it says two things happen. Vayikoit and then Vaishtahu. Haralifne Vaishtahu Hoiso Kido. There was a bowing that took place before the Ishtahu. But you could arzo. First, the possible you could arzo. Vim Kain, have a little memer. I should have said, Miyad, but you could arzo by Ishtahu. That he bowed to the ground of Ishtahu. Oi, Miyad, but you could. So, why is Rashi leave out the words, but you could, and he goes straight to Miyad, but Ishtahu? 
So, Oiz Beis, the Rebbe explains, Habir what is the explanation in this? The Rebbe is going to say, actually, uh, it's not why Moshe Rabbeinu was quick, but why does the Pasuk have to tell us this then when it's so obvious? We cannot say, the Rebbe says again, the question of Rashi is why was Moshe quick? Because as mentioned earlier, move on, that Moshe did all of his matters, he did it with haste, with alacrity. And for sure, this also, this prostrating to Hashem was with haste and with alacrity. But what Rashi's problem is, on the contrary, why did the Torah find it necessary to uh, articulate here that he was very quick to prostrate for the good news? But this matter is self-understood. And the Rebbe addresses in the Ha'or over here that um, maybe uh, the Pasik mentions sometimes same things again. But the Rebbe says that wherever we can explain, we should explain it. We don't have a choice. But So therefore, we need to explain why would the Torah have to tell us over here that Moshe Rabbeinu did it bizrizus vayimayim. So therefore Rashi explains that the prostrating that we are discussing over here this wasn't after all of the saying. And therefore that this was a thank you for the good news as it would appear at the first. From the simple meaning of the Pesukim. So Rashi is coming to tell you now. It wasn't for the Besudus Tevis, Elo, but rather Elo Shemir v'hishtachavo lifnei hadibur, but rather he was quick and he prostrated before the dibur. Take hefksheru Moshe shechina iveres, as soon as Moshe saw the shechina passing, which means, shashechina maschila laver, that the shechina is beginning to pass, Hakriya is not talking about after the entire Kriya. Take of Sheshoma Akodesh Baruchu, be soon as he heard the voice of Akodesh Baruchu, Oid Koidem Sheshoma Hakriya Atzma, even before he actually heard the Kriya, he just heard the coil of Akodesh Baruchu, Miyad Vayishtachu, immediately he prostrated. Omagdim Rashi. And Rashi introduces when he saw the Shechina passing. Because Rashi wants to explain with this, with this it's understood, it's explained. Why is it specifically here that Moshe proceeded to prostrate prior Moshe, we don't find that Moshe, before Hashem was talking to him, we don't find that Moshe was prostrated. Because because this calling uh, to uh, that Hashem called Vayikra, and this voice, was 
a special in its kind. This was something unique. Shechina Iveris. The Shechina was passing. Because it was Kiyum Bakoshosei. This was the fulfillment of his request that Moshe Rabbeinu asked earlier. Hareini no eskvedecho, show me your glory. Upashut. And this is obvious. When you see the king, you need to prostrate before him. Immediately and in the beginning when you see his face. Not wait till the end. This was a special kind of a uh, meeting. In the brackets. So what about the prostrating, the thank you that needs to be for the good news, that has to be after the good news? So that's not, this posseg isn't talking about that. It's self-understood. That Moshe would thank for the good news. There's many and many verses which uh, their contents are good news. And his basir that Moshe was no was 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 told it was not specified. It doesn't say there that he bowed because with the Torah doesn't say that he prostrates every time he hears good news. But this pasuk is talking about something that took place before, just for his fulfillment of his desire to see the king. The king is coming. Gimel. Based on the above. That when he saw the divine passing, not that it passed, it's starting to pass. Who? When it started to pass. So now we can explain. How could we say that Moshe saw the Shekhinah when Moshe Rabbein was told not? That he cannot see the Shekhinah. Hakosuv Medayik, because the Posik says very specifically, it emphasizes, it says, When my glory passes. Kapitra Shirashi, Rashi says, When I pass before you. And that is, at the time that he passes, then there is no permission, there is no possibility, uh, there is no allowance, aren't able to see them. But this is Davke when he's passing, as opposed to the beginning, when the Shekhinah comes, then it is possible to see. This does not contradict the saying of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that you cannot see my face, because he did not say the Panim of, he did not see the Panim of Hashem, he saw the Shekhinah passing, nothing more. This is not mean that he saw the Panim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Shekhinah passing is not seeing the Panim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even the Gamberisa Choyrai, even what he saw later on, Hashem says that, Hashem says, you can see, who Yoyser Mizeh is more than seeing when the Shekhinah Veres. 
that when Hashem says you will see a choyrei, this was something a novelty, and fulfilling of his request, after the conclusion of the Kriyas Gimel Sarachamim, there was something more that he would raise as a choyrei, but this initial Rosh Veres is not in the same category. Kiim Riyaklolis, this is a general uh, observation, a general seeing. When Moshe saw that the Shekhinah is passing, that means in the first observation, the first glance. As soon as he saw Shekhinah is coming, Immediately, in he prostrated. Based on this, we can add Even though the main intent of the pasuk by saying that Moshe prostrated before Hashem spoke. What also is included in there, it also tells us that there was a super haste and quickness which which he did. With a great speed that he prostrated. And it's such a haste, so quick. Uh, without the Pasuk telling us, that's the Pasuk has to write by Maya Moshe, another reason, addition, uh, to telling us that it was right away, that before, also that it was very quickly. Uh, we would not have known, even though everything he did was Rizus, but we still wouldn't know by Maya Moshe. That explains. Move on. It's not the same level and way that you prostrate to a king when you see him as he is. As is, when we see, relative to the subjugation you feel when you see him as he is dressed up and he hides himself in some other image. When we don't see him at all. You just know that he's there. And therefore, soon as he saw the divine, he as is, he quickly before the passing can complete to prostrate. In the highest elevated level, in addition to his general haste and alacrity that he served Hashem. This was by Maher, this was a special one because he actually saw the Shekhinah. The Rebbe explains according to this, Why Rashi omits the Vayikoid and Rashi writes, immediately he prostrated and he doesn't say, immediately he bowed and then he prostrated. Allah posik Vayikdu that they uh, bowed and they prostrated. Pirush Rashi, Rashi explains that Kido 
What miskida is kfifas kotkoi. That's the bending of the uh, of the of the neck. It's a bow. Ishtachavo is mishtate achlooretz. That he spreads himself out onto the ground. Pishut yodaim beraglaim. That is spreading out your hands and your feet. And this interpretation in kido is loiki pidusha targum. That is not as the targum translate. He says, vikoru. Koru means they bent their knees, they fell on their knees. Uh, the kida pirusha shekarei birkov. Kida means the meaning that you are bowing by, uh, falling on your knees. Ulifizeh, according to this. Af she'ef she'liyes kififas kodkoit kida belihishtachavo. Even though it is possible you can bend just your head. Uh, uh, and then you don't have to prostrate. But whenever, but how are you going to, you cannot have a prostrating. You first must <coughs> bow your head. So, according to Rashi, according it is possible not to first do the kida as it's interpreted by the targum, which means not falling on your, not on your knees. You can go straight on your, spread yourself out without going on your knees. But you can't spread yourself out without bang, bending yourself, your head. So according to Rashi's interpretation, where it says both, it says, So there was both, it was bowing and prostrating. It's not intending to tell us that there was a bowing as a beginning before the Ishtachavo. You have to bow. That's not what we're trying to tell them. Why would the Pasuk tell you if Ishtachavo includes the Ishtachavo? It's like a separate thing. Two things happen. You give honor by bowing. That wasn't enough. They added later on additional honor and they prostrated. They spread out their hands and their feet. So Rashi emphasizes by jumping over and not mentioning the Kedo over here. That Moshe was so quick, hasty. It's as if it never existed a kid because all these things took place so fast. It's immediately he prostrated. It's almost no, he did do the kid, but it was so quick that you almost didn't couldn't tell that there was a kid separately. That's what Rashi has the word immediately. We don't have to tell you. We know it's obvious that by Mar means miyad, but have have a little So Rashi should not have said miyad. So not miyad, but Rashi is once she miyad immediately that he bowed prostrated. Keilu believe a yikadars as if there was no bowing to the ground. Hey, so what's miyeno shel toira mipirush Rashi delon. The wine of Torah from our parsha. 
Apia now Yuvan Zeshet Ashi Koisir Beposuk Zeh. Based on the above, we can understand what Rashi writes in this Posuk. Shechina Davke Veloy Sheimachar. He says he saw the Shechina. Why did specifically the name Shechina and not in any other name of Hashem? Mevur B'Tanya. It's explained in Tanya Shah Shechina Nikras Kain. Why do we call it the Shechina Al Shem? Because it rests and dresses up within all the worlds. So, in our case, Moshe wanted to prostrate You can see the Shekhinah, the, the part of the Shekhinah that dresses up in the world, before it passes. Hamoira, that's why the name that points out that it rests within all the worlds, Hashchina. So he saw the Shechina, he saw the manifestation of Hashem, that part of Shechina. And before it passes, he went and he prostrated. This is Mesichas, Shabbos Parshas Tiso, Tovshin Chavtes.